the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See, that's how theme songs get started. Right there, kid. All right, so listen, I'm going to give you a little instruction. I know it's rare, but to the producers out there, all nurses and doctors that call 312-642-5600, they get to the top of the line, all right? I know out there is that lurking guy in the Hawaiian shirt who's off topic, Jim. But everybody in front of him who's a nurse and doctor, all right? So give us a call if you care to participate in the show, because I'm going to tell you what I think. As I said yesterday, and as I've been saying my entire adult life, there are no coincidences, especially in business and government or when they're working hand in hand. So let's pretend we don't have 85 years of knowledge of what a union is, a labor extortion racket, mafia, wannabe, tough guys, shaking people down, the true act of violence, picketing to harm businesses. And of course, like the teachers show us every year, every three years, it's always about the children as they make them suffer until they get their pay increases and their vacation times and their triple X red shirts. Right? Now here we are with the nurses. So let's pretend we don't know what it is. and we'll, we'll, We won't even take the low-hanging fruit of discussing the union president's pay or the fact that he doesn't have to disclose his perks like he lives like an actual CEO of a thriving company, like a man. We'll pretend we won't even talk about it. Or the business agents with the cleavage in their necks. We won't discuss how they have the stains on their shirt. We won't take the cheap shots. Okay? And what a crime family it is, the union hierarchy. Why do you think they're doing this now? As we stand on the threshold of government insurance, as we stand on the threshold of single payer. See, what we've learned, especially those of us Chicagoans, is that the municipal mafia, also known as unions, is the strongest of them all. The ones that never go anywhere, that hide and protect incompetence and pay it very well. See, to me, that's what a union is. Mediocrity and incompetence at extremely high prices. And it's not just the public sector. It's the private, too. But the private, if they're not absolutely corrupt, can, can circumvent them. Now, granted, they have to pay off some lobbyists, some politicians to get into business, as many of the non-union companies and auto dealers have proven. But once it gets its teeth into a municipality, that's where it really grows. Did you ever hear the term, Venus, of feather bedding? You ever hear that term? I can't remember if it was Bastiat who wrote about it in the law. It's a long time ago. I read a lot, you know. Years and years ago. But what feather bedding is, is what unions particularly do in government organizations. They increase the amount of employees far more than needed because each and every one of those suckers, union members, they pay up. They pay dues. They kick up. Each one of those foot soldiers of corruption vote in lockstep to constantly increase the taxes that people pay, constantly increase the costs of the labor itself, 
and constantly have that voting block to get the most corrupt politicians among us in there for 100 years. Kind of like Chicago. In fact, just like Chicago. Which is why there's a reason we're not just Saul Alinsky's hometown or Barack Obama's pick of the litter. 50 states, he came right here. We're the communist capital of America. So as I watch the evening news, which has turned into being on a tour bus in hell from the time you turn it on, assassinating nine-year-olds, shooting the girl 24 times. It is like watching the beginning of Creature Features each and every time you turn on the news. I couldn't help but pick out this. After we just got done watching those 300-pound donut munchers, the teachers, marching around, here we are again, weeks later, and they're back in the same red shirts. They're back with the same mantra of we need, we care so much about those we work for, those we're entrusted to take care of. We care so much. We are going to abandon them. Now, it's different when you have kids. Kids, you abandon them just means the parents got to do their job, stay home and take care of the kid. I know what a revolutionary concept that is. But when you have the sick and the indigent, people who are absolutely depending on you, What is the conscience of someone who can walk away from that? How does that, how do you rationalize that? I mean, it must, next to the the, the same kind of place you get in your head where you can justify anything, even abortion, you could justify this, where you know that these are people that need you the most. We've all had relatives that have died. Some of us have been sick ourselves, right? But what this shows you, is this is why you can never let government seize health care. Because if you see this and you're disgusted as I am with what is going on, the shenanigans and the parade of communism dressed up as virtue, imagine nationwide, coast to coast, everybody's health care. It won't be long, and you'll be in that Cuban health care system where you have to bring your own medicine and your own sheets, where it's pretty much just a place you go to die. This is what it's this is a, this is a glimpse. This is like looking through the people of your future. If you let government insurance and government health care, moreover, come into play. We had a story yesterday about a VA. The guy died of a hundred or who knows how many ant bites laying in his own mess. Those teachers weren't on strike. But they were unionized and they were government union. And what will happen to the ones that let him live like that? What happens to the bad nurses? Anybody want to tell me how a union gets rid of bad employees? See, because that's why they're there. They're not there to reward the the, the phenomenal worker. They're there to protect the terrible worker. And they're there to stand united as one so they could do what they did today and shut down a hospital in unison to demand more pay rather than reward the exceptional among them. That's why a union is a guaranteed failure in slow motion. And that's why every union can never face competition. Each and every one of them can never face competition. To me, this is a simple problem to solve. You walk outside and you say, everybody go home because you're all fired. And we're going to start with every nursing student who graduated in the last 12 months. Come on in and start today. You mean there's nobody that will take those jobs? But they hold it in the palm of their hand like every mafia don. 
with the threat of violence in one form or another. See, violence doesn't just come from somebody walking up to you and punching you in the face. Violence comes from being extorted. Violence comes from what you're witnessing. And there are the Chicago talking mannequins called reporters with their stupid smiles and their stretch marks telling you how great it is. It's despicable to me. They all got songs, too. They all sing. The dead Soviet song on 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 Hopper. Listen to this. Wait. Patient safety is our right. That is why we had to strike. Does that make sense? We're striking for the guy laying in his own fecal right now, waiting for it to be changed. It's all for him because we're the angels among them. And I couldn't help but notice. Just take a look at him. What is it with the unions? Why don't we here? Let's negotiate this in your contract. From now on, let's in, negotiate a fitness room in whatever organization you occupy. For God's sakes! The nurses of University of Chicago Medical Center are out here today to show solidarity as we strike for the first time in about thirty years. Did you know you celebrate when you do that? Well, the first time you shut down the hospital in 30 years, the dimwits, who are your co-workers, cheer. Now, if you're sick, you want one of these idiots? Fire them all. Let's start with new, fresh blood. For our patients, for our community, for safe staffing. Um, we hope University of Chicago of gets the message and they yeah. come to the bargaining table and bargain in good faith so that we can have a contract that is good for us all. Oh, We've yeah. been in bargaining. Our contract expired in April. And at the bargaining table, we haven't seen any significant movement on the things that are most important to us. What's the president like, make, honey? Um, staffing and safety here in the medical center. Consistently, our workloads have been getting heavier. Ooh. We've been taking care of the sickest patients. We've been low. You work in a hospital, honey, not a health club. What do you think goes to the hospital? Huh? Socrates, who goes to the hospital, dummy? On supplies, on equipment, on staff. I think it's to the point now where we feel like we just can't take it anymore. We don't want anybody to ever come to work and feel like at the end of the She's day, oh my God, I'm just glad that everybody made it out alive. And that has been what? consistently what how we feel mean? every single day. She mean the nurses are patients. And so I think we're just at the point now where we feel like we can take a stand and we're doing it because we just don't want to continue to work like this. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to come here and give your all day in and day out and not feel appreciated. And that's pretty much how we're all feeling. So as we know how you feel, feel I'm paying the bill. The medical center, we're finding hey, talk about not appreciated. And it's beautiful. Does the taxpayer feel appreciated? They got a drum. It sounds like a bucket. Doesn't even sound like a drum. Does the taxpayer of Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Cook County, you feel appreciated? I wonder. Or is it just the nurses? And by the way, when I was a kid, nurses were dolled up. They had the white costume on, the little thing on their head. Nobody looked like they were changing your, washing your dishes or, or fixing your sink. You see them out there? Doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to you? 312 642 5600. All right, I'm sure I'm looking at the call screen. I love it, by the way. I especially love when they don't agree with me. But I'm not going to take that one first because I think he's joking. Without unions, we all be making $5 an hour. Are you out of here? I mean, come on. Are you nuts? Let's go to that guy last. 
All right, let's go to Karen, who is a critical care nurse. Now, this is going to be interesting. Karen, thank you so much for calling the show. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I've been listening to what you've had to say. Um, I am not in a union-type situation, but I've been a nurse for a long time. Obamacare has ruined health care. Most nurses and doctors work very hard. We are caring and educated people, and we are being treated like just regular workhorses. We do care for our patients and families, and for me, it's not about the money. It is about patient care and about patient safety. Karen, and that's why I love the call, because what it, what it, what it reminds people of. See, the, a lot of people forgot nine years ago what happened. A lot of people didn't understand. You know how many doctors quit within the first 36 months because it just crushed? It did to doctors what it, what it did to us who refused to take the supplement like myself. It put the thumbscrews to you. I have a dear family friend who was a doctor, and I loved him. And by the way, a brilliant, brilliant man, Jim Dalio, said forget about it. He was you know, an older guy. He said, what am I going to go through all this nonsense for? Now, how many lives have been affected? The, the doctor that my wife had when my daughter was born, and by the way, she was born with the cord around. The doctor saved my daughter. I saw her years later. Wonderful. Saw her years later. I said, how are you, doc? She, she was working for a pharmaceutical company because she couldn't afford her health insurance or her insurance as an OBGYN, which put how many people out of the market, which has crippled how many hospitals? And I get that. Right. And that's why I started off by saying there are no coincidences. This is the plan. And it is the plan to use the sick people as the version of the useful fools. And this is what they do. And this is how they grab the virtue. But what I want to do, Karen, I don't want to give them that virtue. I don't want to give them the the virtue you've earned and deserve. Because you said yourself, you're non-union. You care more about the people than the pay. That's, unfortunately, who always pays. It's like the real estate guy or the regular small business guy who ends up paying the minimum wage employee more than he makes at the end of the day. My problem is we lose this because we're willing to surrender to the, the to what I think is the true mafia in the world, and that's a labor union. And th- listen, there's no re- pe- people do understand that's who runs it. That's who ran it 85 years ago. That's where the mafia went to. And it's, it's just astonishing to me how all of a sudden I'm watching Chicagoland News and the reporters are reporting it like they're in the right as the patient lays upstairs in his own feces. I don't think that's right. So I hope, Karen, that nurses like you stay employed and stay in, in, incentivized. And what I'd really like to see is an alternative to this through concierge medicine, an at-home dignity where you're able to negotiate with your caregivers what you can afford, and whoever takes it, takes it. The idea that we're getting shaken down by these unions, it was only a couple years ago where they wanted to charge the mother who had the sick son, you remember? They were going to make her join the SEIU union? These are extortion rackets. That's why I hold nothing but contempt for them. But I do love good people. Karen, thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Thank you. And that's why, never forget, a job does not give you virtue. Whether you're a policeman, a fireman, or as I like to call them, gamers with badges, or a nurse, a doctor, whatever the case is. It's the individual who deserves 
to be rewarded for their individual effort because I'll, I'll pay Karen five times what the nurses are asking for because she's worth it. And the one who couldn't put a sentence together, who didn't know why she was on the, ex- the picket line, except she was excited to be there. First time in 30 years, we shut the hospital down. Yay! All of you dummies are fired. But you've taken that away. And what takes that away? The extortion racket that we call a union. Tom, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Oh, hi, Sean. Um, you know, I'm not calling to begrudge organized labor, the right to organize, or the right to strike. But can I give I'll you an example that I heard today? Yeah. So we have two GM vehicles, and we take them to our local uh, GM dealer in our community. Uh, they're, they're, the business is local. They're pillars of the community and civic endeavors. Uh, they're a crack mechanics. They are unionized. The service department's excellent. And I asked him how the GM strike is affecting their business. And he said it's, it's hitting us already because the parts suppliers are honoring the line. So we can't get parts. So we can't fix mm-hmm. cars. Our mechanics can't get their hours. The customers aren't getting satisfied. And again, I'm just want to give you this example. I just heard it from a guy that I no, I appreciate trust it. to know. And so, you know, if, if this is what it's going to be with uh, fuel injection parts, you imagine uh, what it's going to be like with medical devices and body parts. That's the link I want to make. Because luckily for you, you could go do what you should have done and buy a non-union Toyota. When you're sick and, and dying, you can't. Once government seizes this whole and monopolizes this entire industry, which has been the objective of the socialist cornerstone of tyranny, Obamacare, since its inception. This is the meetings that they had in Oak Park. All the communists. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Don Harmon, you fraud. All of them had all their meetings with their staffers. They were so tickled when Obama was the the president-elect because they knew what they could do. They knew the pervasiveness of just planting the seed of socialism and the kind of tree it would grow. It's a, it's a leviathan you can't beat back unless you stand on principle. All right, let's go to Don. Don, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, Sean. I just love when people on the picket line are showing their virtue by saying it has nothing to do with me. It's everything about the patient or the student. And yet, uh, remember a few years back when the uh, head of the National Teachers Union was caught saying, when the kids get union cards, we'll represent them, too. I love that. This is all a bunch of farce. It's always the same. It's always the same nonsense. It truly is. And I listen, you, you don't think I know how this works? You think this is my first merry-go-round? I've been on both sides of this fence. Both sides of the fence. My favorite is when the business agents used to drive around and shake down the laborers for the money, for their lunch. Come on, kid, you want to work tomorrow? They shake down the the worker, they shake down the company, and they pretend to be men. That's why to this day, you know, it wasn't a couple years ago they were trying to unionize Russell's Barbecue, which is a a, a barbecue in my neighborhood since 1928, okay? These three slobs were out there, right? Two two senior guys and one worker. I I stopped the car. I couldn't even pick a fight with them. You know the difference? Because today's union member is floating on the reputation of yesteryear's mobsters. They're not what you think they are. They're just crooks, which is why the UAW scam artist president is under indictment right now, investigation, and they've got the, the, the committee meeting because he's, he's paying off everybody. Everyone knows it's corrupt. That's why they don't talk about what their pay is. You know what the teacher or, or um, um, the nurses, the head of the nurses union, what his pay is? $174,000. Now, that's the, not the good part. When you're the president, it's called the executive director. 
You don't have to disclose the perks when you're living large. This guy thinks he's Jesse Jackson. Everybody else is picking up his check. All right, we listen. If you're on the line, we're going to keep you. I'll take your call. We'll clean it up. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. It's clearly the best music of any drive time show in the country. What do you think of that? My cousin texts me. You know, he's one of these gamers with badges, firemen. He got all hot. What are you talking about? No, he's talking to me like I don't know what's going on as he's calling me during the linguine and clam sauce dinner. You see how these guys eat? Like food taste testers. Only in Illinois, 80% of the country, they're volunteers. In Illinois, they're treated like neurosurgeons. Don't worry, cuz. Be another, what, 60 days, you get that phony baloney magic pension you've been waiting for? All right. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Sean, how are you? Can you hear me? I could hear you. Yeah, I just had a couple key points with these ridiculous talking points that these, uh, these union reps are giving these nurses. So I've been dealing with them for over a decade on the vendor side. For them to go out there and say, number one, that they're underpaid compared to these other facilities in the area is asinine. And also from an equipment standpoint, for them to say that they haven't got the equipment and the technology that is needed to work with these patients on a daily basis, they have the best technology and the best equipment in the city, along with Northwestern and Rush. It doesn't get any better than these sites. They've got a multi-million dollar Da Vinci robot sitting there. There are sites out there that would kill to have this kind of technology. And for them to trot that out as a talking point on why they're fed up is ridiculous. Go work at Loretto Hospital on the west side, and good luck not getting shot walking from your car into the site where you're probably using 30-year-old equipment. It is ridiculous. Brian, I I have a friend of mine who's a radio junkie, talk radio junkie. His name's Verlan. He's called several shows. He's a good guy, and he's a nurse for, for the elderly. And I know, yeah, I've known a lot from calling in from the uh, the podcast. So there, yeah. he's a friend of mine. So I know what he makes, and the idea that these frauds are striking that are already significantly more paid than half of the people like that caller Karen, who does it because she cares about the job, you know. And here's the other thing: I, we've all been through nurses. We've all had relatives die. I've been there. 99, or you know, not all of them, I shouldn't say it. There's maybe five that you could just see it. There's a difference in individuals. Some people care, and some are there for a check. A union guarantees absolute protection for those who are there for the check at the expense of the Karens out there. And that sickens me. It really does. Listen, your call, Brian, is fantastic, and I only wish that Chicago reporters, instead of the talking mannequins that have gained 30 pounds, I wish that they did the investigative reporting that you just enlightened us to. Brian, thank you so much. Please call again. I love that. You know, if I do get the show on a permanent basis, we got to come out with a slap and tickle award T-shirt for the best caller. And we'll do like a whole Obamacare thing with that phony baloney silver, gold, and platinum. All right? And then if the best caller ever, you get one of those red balls. No, what do you think? I think it's a winner. All right, let's go to Derek. Thanks for calling the show. How are you, Derek? Uh, doing good, Sean. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, drive down the road in my semi, and I think about this stuff, and remembering back to 2008 with the uh, auto bailouts, GM in particular, and the strike, uh, the, you know, the current strike, and how everything's being covered and how the UAW workers are trying to spin this, that, that they bailed out GM so now they want GM to return the prosperity. And I guess a, a few things of, of information, 
the UAW didn't bail out GM. GM no, we did. Was, was given, absolutely, GM was given a modified bankruptcy. They're the only company in, in the United States, probably the world's history, that was allowed to be shielded from creditors while, while getting a loan from the government. And the only reason that was done was so that the UAW and the pensions didn't turn to dust. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to keep you on. But listen to this. Here's the thing. They've already been subsidized both GM and Ford, through municipal and federal and state purchases to the tune of how much? Do you even know? Look around your, pick a small village, you know, and then look around at the equipment that it, by the way, those politicians, you think they're getting, there's a deal on those things? No, no, no. There's full price, especially after 08. They're paying full price for all that municipal property that that they're spending our money on. You know, you look at these cop well, cars, and I'm, a, I'm not against cops. I like cops, the good ones. The bad ones, I don't like you either. But the, the good ones, I like. But they're tooling around in $85,000 vehicles. You've got these small villages, small villages, that there was nothing wrong with the old ones, that they buy new ones every year, every year, every yeah, two years. Yeah, and, and I can't afford and I can't afford, I can't afford that myself. That's a subsidy, though. Never forget what that is. What That's I a subsidy. Your, what I want your opinion on is, is what way does Trump do this? So, so the so the government bailed out the UAW ten years ago, and now the UAW, they're the highest, uh, the GM. I'm sorry, the GM employees. They're the highest paid employees in the auto industry. They have the lowest cost uh, health insurance, and they last year they got a profit sharing check of ten thousand seven hundred dollars, and they're striking. Yeah, because so, so what so is a union but a picture of a union? You look at what you see. Use your own eyes. You see this, whether it's the teachers, whether it's the nurses, whether it's UAW, whether, and you focus on whether it's the extortion racket or whatever. Look at the actual people. That is the true faith face of greed. They are well, absolutely. They, that is greed. And you look at their character and look at their demeanor. They don't want to work. They want less work and more money. And that's why an integral yes. part of every union contract is break, is vacation, is time off. Is yes. sick day, is maternity leave. Their contract isn't about work. In fact, it's about not working. Not working. That's what union is. And so, that's so why they need to be rejected. Which way is Trump going to play this, Sean? Which, which well, way is Trump going to play this? Here's what is Trump he going to come down and, and tell the truth? No. Or, or is he going to do the socialist thing and, and side no. with, the, with the workers? Derek, I'm going to answer you. I think I, do I got time to answer him before the break? Here's what he's going to do, because what Trump did is, is really quite genius. Trump managed to seize their vote by making them understand they will be protected from competition. See, the reason the Democrats are in a tizzy is because Trump stole the worker vote by using this protectionist policies, his protectionist policies, by implementing this guarantee that these unions will be protected. You know, in his NAFTA bill, the the most key part about it is that he is negotiating what both Mexico and Canada pay their workers. Why? to protect competition for the union. So what's he going to do? He's going to break on the side of votes. Because like I've always said, if you're a businessman, you're a politician. You just normally have more character. He's the best politician there is, and he completely destroyed the Democrat base of that phony baloney protected union worker. He's got it. And that's, that's why they're... In chaos. We'll be back after this. 312 642 5600. Might do a little climate change thing. What do you think about the eco Nazis? Maybe we'll talk about that next.
Reactions and opinions. AM560, the answer. Honestly, I love talk radio, and I'll tell you, the callers, I am going to be thinking about that guy who said they have the best of everything. No one talks about it. It's a university hospital, right? Of course they got the best of everything. You know what the endowment is? This is nothing more than a shakedown. It's insanity to me. And speaking of a shakedown, what's a better shakedown than making you guilty for life itself? What's a better shakedown? If you were creating a scam, it would be a tough one, too. What's, what's, what would be the better scam? Insurance for health or or penalties for living. These are good scams. I mean, if you're coming up with a, with a con job, it's kind of a toss-up. Do I want to sell, you know, considering the fact that religion's taken, do I want to sell fake health or do I want to sell fake safety with the end of the world? This is kind of cool. All right, let's go to the climate. Listen, people, how can you stand there eating snacks and being children when the world's glaciers are vanishing? We have to do something about it. Glaciers are nature's alarm clock, and it's time for us to wake up. Can there be any doubt that the culprit is greenhouse gas produced by man? (laughs) Really, gas is coming from Lisa's butt. (laughs) So now that's Lisa. We all know Lisa Simpson, right? And then here is a new Lisa. I'm 11 years old. We are here because our parents trashed the planet, and it's up to our generation to save it. Greta inspired me to lead walkouts at my elementary school all last spring. Because storms, floods, fires, and droughts fueled by climate change are killing people all over the globe. She's like Ocasio Cortez, only smarter. Choking with trash, and the sixth mass extinction is well underway. Ooh. And she the government so. does nothing. Our schools don't teach us, and our parents are silent. Yeah, I agree with her on both. We have 11 years left to avoid a climate catastrophe. Yeah. We need to have zero carbon emissions by 2030. Oh, here. When I'm 21. Yeah. She's right. Schools aren't teaching her. Otherwise, they would have taught her that all this nonsense BS that she's spewing has been going on for 50 years, and it's been wrong. Wrong. And you're right, her parents are silent because they should have told her to shut the hell up months ago. Shut up. And this is the idea. See, they're going to parade these kids around. At least this one's from this country. Where's the other one from? I don't want you to listen to me. Sweden. I want you to listen to the scientists. Mm-hmm. Only the ones that you agree And with. I want you to put, unite behind the science. I am from Sweden. It's a small country. Go back. And there it is the same argument. Why should we do anything? Just look at the U.S., they say. So uh, just so you know, that's, that is being used against you as well. <laughs> oh, isn't she cute? Hurry up. Let's give her the economies. Hurry up. Aren't they cute? Parading around. What are you, nuts? I remember when kids would just dress up like penguins, go out on a dance and embarrass themselves and their families. Now you got them out there making policy. But, you know, when you really think about it, it's the same basis as these other morons. These same frauds, not just the ones that fly in on their own jets, but the entire ones that have been telling us uh, that the world is coming to an end. It's not just Al Gore. It's the guy from, uh, from Chicago, the guy who was just elected to Congress. His name's Sean. I, I'm blacking out on his last name. His father wrote the, 
Sean Caston, that's it. His father wrote the book. It's going to be the end of the world. You're not going to be able to leave your house without a spacesuit on it in 2007. How you doing, dummy? Aside from the fact you've got the government scam in your recycling business that you've made a fortune, how was that prediction? And why are you so quiet? I don't know. Why are you so quiet? It's amazing to me. All right, let's go to the lines. 312-642-5600 if you care to participate. Tom, thanks for calling. How are you? Yeah, what they're really advocating, but they won't tell anybody, is what they want world socialism. Of course. They want, they, what they want is they're advocating the murder, the slaughter of 500 million to a billion people worldwide. That's what they're advocating. Why else do you think they parade kids around? This kid doesn't know if a Snicker bar or a Cadillac is $100. She's going to make world policy. Why do you think they parade their kids around? Because they're, it, it's a con job, and they need you to disarm yourself by showing, oh, look at the little kids. These are the same people, by the way, that don't mind if the mother would have whacked the kid when she was pregnant with her. But now we got to listen to the kid. It's just hypocrisy, but it's hypocrisy for a profit. Because as I said in leading, this is a great scam. You remember? And what was the repercussion for Solyndra? You know where they absconded with a couple, what was it, a billion and a half, billion eight? What's the penalty when they get caught with this failure and fraud? For instance, Tesla, you think he'd sell a car. First of all, it's designed by Maserati, so it is a sharp car. But what damage does it do to the earth just to get the batteries? Do you ever see, where does lithium come from? It doesn't come from 7-Eleven. You've got to go to the core of the earth, for God's sakes. You're destroying entire areas for the batteries. But this dimwit, and she should be a dimwit. She's 11. They're all dimwits. She's all in. Just believe it. Don't care about it. It's magic. The magic battery store. Because they don't, the scientists are the only ones they agree with. We've got over 35,000 scientists that have signed the reality that the data has been cooked and manipulated and the predictions are wrong. 35,000. We have John Coleman since the inception of it, the founder of the Weather Channel, an, an actual scientist who has said you're all wrong, and he's been right for this entire time. Unfortunately, he's dead. So the evidence will not persuade them. Nothing will because of what you said. This is not about the issue at hand. This is about the force involved and the tyranny they can wield. That's what they're interested in, is controlling and penalizing you for life. Like all socialists, it is about restraint of each and every person. It's not about what they say. It never is. That's why anything they create is a weapon. Any law they come up with is a spear, not a shield. They're not looking to protect anybody's rights. They're looking to take it away. And they do it. Who could do it better than a kid? I mean, maybe they could get my, a, a Boston Terrier to do it. It might work that way, Tom. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for calling the show. I greatly appreciate it. So we've got unions. We've got climate change. I mean, I think we're going to <laughs> we're gonna have to go to a little Trump for a cleansing brunt. I never thought I'd say that. But in the meantime, I do want to, um, I do want to clean up on this, on this strike thing. Because apparently it's worldwide. I thought it was just the usual socialist, unemployed dimwits in Chicago that aren't really protesting. They're just looking for free stuff, and they're meandering around in a different area than they normally waste their workday meandering around. But no, no, no. This is a world thing. When will the capitalists strike? Wouldn't that be something? Lock them all out. Now all you dummies, you know what? Now you got the day off. And it comes with absolutely nothing, which is what your opinion is worth. That's how I think it is. Just let me negotiate with these nurses. We'll clean this problem up in hours. We'll be back. Now this looks like a 
Now, what I love about this Ukraine story, it isn't what you think. I've driven you out of Western Europe, and I've left you teetering on the brink of complete annihilation. I'm not beaten yet. I still have armies in the Ukraine. <laughs> the Ukraine. You know what the Ukraine is? It's a sitting duck. A road apple, Newman. The Ukraine is weak. It's feeble. I think it's time to put the hurt on the Ukraine. I come from Ukraine. This is what I love about Ukraine is that this story broke in Secret Empires by Schweitzer. I read this a year, over a year and a half ago. You know about this kid? Okay, so, so um, John Kerry's son, Joe Biden's dimwit son, they come up with this phony baloney shell where they can corrupt through proxy, and I think they call it Rosemont Capital, which <laughs> kind of makes me laugh, you know, being from Chicagoland. Rosemont Capital. And um, the way that this works is when their fathers are influencing foreign countries, this phony baloney company that they created automatically sits on boards and comes up with stocks and holdings in these companies. Now, at the time that this happened, the Ukraine which, by the way, was run by an old KGB strongman. All right, I read the book a long time ago, all right? But uh, I don't remember the guy's name. I'm trying to look it up. It's like, you know, how, you know how all their names are. Shavalsky, whatever the hell it is. Anyway, um, the guy who created the company in question that, that, that Biden's going to talk about and that they're being investigated about and that Trump wants investigated, he actually worked for the government. See, this is what the old Soviets did. They corrupted from the government out then back in. So the government in charge of the licensing, they don't give the licensing to actual companies. They have to be affiliated, orchestrated, ex-KGB, or in this case, the guy actually put his own name on the license. Yeah, I think I like that oil business. I'm going to get into it. So he puts his name on the oil business. He creates the oil business. And he's got massive influence with the corrupt KGB dictator. Who, by the way, there's there's a Manafort connection here, too. Oh, yes, indeed. This is bipartisan skullduggery. It's not exclusive to the Democrats, but in this particular instance, it is. And I think that's going to be a problem when investigation time comes. But anyway, so this guy, this company, this shell company that they set up, goes from zero to worth billions of dollars overnight. It not only has this kind of an agreement where they sat on the board of this actual company in question, it has the same kind of thing going on in China and pretty much anywhere their daddies had negotiative power over because that's what trust fund little useless babies do, like Hunter Biden. When you know this, I think back then his brother was alive, so he couldn't date the the wife openly. Then he had to wait till he kicked. So um, Biden alluded to this and kind of was hoisted by his own petard. And here's Biden's speech first. I I, I was not I I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. I I, I got all the good ones, uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine and. Uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take Yatsenyuk. action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said, call him." 
I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And the gangsters are two goombas on Taylor Street, huh? You see what he's doing here? Because they were investigating it a little bit. They're investigating him, and he wants him to be fired. So he holds back our money. This isn't his money. Joe Biden in the real world been living in a tent on Venice Beach somewhere. Just like his dimwit son. So obviously there's, they get wind of this. Right? And this, this is what, how I look at the enlightening of the fact of the tipster who listens to the phone calls that the president makes. See, I think they're looking at this all wrong. So you got Trump's phone call where he's supposedly talking to the, the Ukrainian uh, guy in charge now about investigating this type of nonsense that went on. Well, if you've got Trump's phone calls, that means you guys who are in that administration, that bureaucracy, I don't know if it's the NSA or the CIA or whatever nonsense group it is that's, that's monitoring all these phone calls, well, then you must have Barack's at the same time. So let's release them both and let the people decide. Which one sounds more devious? Because just from the Joe Biden clip, I could tell you right now, it sounds awful bad. Here's Trump on it. It's a partisan whistleblower. Uh, I shouldn't even have information. Uh, I've had conversations with many leaders that are always appropriate. I think Scott can tell you that. Always appropriate. At the highest level, always appropriate. And anything I do, I fight for this country. I fight so strongly for this country. Uh, it's just another uh, political hack job. That's all it is. On that point, did you discuss Joe Biden, his son, or his family? With the uh, it doesn't matter what I discussed, but I will say this. Somebody ought to look into Joe Biden's statement because it was disgraceful. I agree. Where he talked about uh, billions of dollars that he's not giving to a certain well, country unless a certain prosecutor is taken off the case. So uh, somebody ought to look into that, and you wouldn't because he's a Democrat. And uh, the fake news doesn't look into things like that. It's a disgrace. He loves to exaggerate a little bit, but that's all right. It was $1 billion, but let him give him a little leeway because he's right again. Because he's right again, and that is a disgrace. In fact, the entire Obama, Biden, Clinton tenure was a disgrace when you find out that there are these sons are set up in these shill groups that are created strictly to profit from the position of their their parents. It's just, thank God Chelsea wasn't involved. Although, can you imagine when foreigners see Chelsea? They won't know whether to say hello or petter. But anyway, I could tell the Trump something. Do yourself a favor. Someone lock up Giuliani. Because when you lose a debate to Fredo, let me tell you something. You make everybody look bad. You know, I never liked Giuliani. I'm going to tell you right now. I know it's a big thing of hero. First of all, he left the wife, first wife, for the second wife with a thousand yards there. Did you see her? Always looked like a bomb went off the hours before she was shaken up. And now he abandons her. He, 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 you know, it's, he, he uh, depletes his earnings so she gets nothing in the settlement. Is this a good guy? Is this the kind of guy you want representing you? I never liked how he misused the, the, the RICA law against anybody he disagreed with. He bankrupted whole people, families, whether they were connected or not connected. But uh, it's a shame as you watch these old frauds age, isn't it? Did you t- ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden? No, actually, I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians 
for the benefit of Hillary Clinton, for which there already is a You never asked finding. anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, right. dismissed the case against Antac. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. <laughs> I mean, are you listening to this? And I, I mean, I, I know you're... Listen... I guess you're you're absolutely Trump is absolutely buttered on the alternative and the right, but boy oh boy is this draining the swamp? I mean really, no Giuliani reminds me he's our version of Biden. Doesn't know what he's doing half the time. He ran every time he runs he gets less than one percent of support, and all he does is embarrass himself and people that uh, are affiliated with the party. He's been doing this since Trump brought him back for God's sakes. Stop helping, Giuliani. Stop helping. Or maybe we hope that the Democrats hire him. Either way, I'm good with it. I, I, I just, uh, I don't see how that is helping the situation when you are right on principle. And you give them wiggle room to stop talking about principle and talk about the, the uh, misnomers and, 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 and the lies within your own party. And this is what you do. And this is the other thing with the, where they, they better hope they don't investigate too far. Because there's Wayne Newton, also known as Paul Manafort. And he's this same guy. This is the guy that he represented. This is the reason he's in the who's uh, He didn't report the money. So it goes to show you, I got a, I got a tweet from somebody. He said, you know, I need a third party and all this. Listen, ideally, isn't it, is there anybody out there that doesn't think that? Is there anybody out there that doesn't think it would be great to have an alternative to this nonsense? But the reality is we know firsthand we're living in the era of the post-Obama administration and the billions upon billions that were squeaked out to these shill companies. It's just not his pals he played basketball with in Chicago who all of a sudden are phenomenal stock pickers and investment brokers. You're talking on a massive level. Hunter Biden, his father is running right now for the nomination to, to be the president of the United States. And this kind of scandal is going on and CNN has more information about the guy who said, I got a conversation between Trump and Ukraine than the actual story itself. It is a complete and utter disgrace. I honestly, as you look at the issues, I don't know how someone with clear eyes and clear conscience could say, yeah, I'm a Democrat. I mean, I know we live in Chicago, Illinois, where they're all Democrats. But basically what you're saying is, you know, you're a fringe mobster. That's what you're saying. In each and every case, you don't have the guts to call yourself what you really are. You want to be a mobster. You're just on the outside looking in. And the only reason you're affiliated with the party is because you hope to get something. And the irony is, somehow the, the person who's only asking for his own rights and liberty and property, that's the bad guy. When Look at what they do when they're inside a billion and a half dollar contract with China. This Ukrainian deal billion dollars you're not talking small you're talking commas kid lots of commas so i give them that i just hope they do something about chelsea spread it around a little bit i mean really we got to get somebody to take care of that or put a leash on her all right we'll be back after this 312-642-5600 it's news opinion insight it's am 560 the answer now we spent the whole first half of yesterday's show doing good Trump. Right? I tell you what I thought. I loved them. The stance on Iran, I loved it. 
I never understood the neocon who was always in search of a deal with Iran. But yet when asked, it's not worth the paper it's written on. Well, if you hate him so much, what the hell you want to deal with him for? When the reality is, I never bought that. I never bought it. Because I don't like those guys, those Saudis. I don't like them. Not just because they got the tablecloths from my Uncle Charlie's Pizzeria on, but because they have perfected corruption of the cartel called OPEC. They've profited for decades. And the real beef, I know they have a Sunni, Shiite, well, the nonsense. But it's really about the competition, brother, to me. And I've always um, been blessed in life. I was able to meet people from the so-called uh, evil island of, uh, or evil country of Iran. They all seem like good people. And I remember watching throughout the years, not just because George Bush's father was in the CIA and a lot of skullduggery went on with the theocracy, but because I, I always knew there were so many Iranian people that were trying to get out, flee, or were trying to overthrow the tyrannical theocracy that they have there. And I always realized that a war there kills a lot of those people rather than what you should do is support them the way the French supported us when we went to had a revolutionary war. See, I'm all for that. I'm not for sending troops. And that's why I so appreciated Trump's stance on so many things. But you know what he just did, right? Just right now as we're doing the show, slap and tickle. Not gonna, it's going to be hard to get laughs after this. He approves deployment of more U.S. forces to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, which is where they send their strippers. You know, they got a big thing going on there. In the meantime, the Saudi women, they can't drive cars. United Arab Emirates, it's like the dollhouse. Can't figure it out. Where's all the protests? All the uptight Republicans. All the guys who are against everything. You're dealing with a country that is truly a crime movie in Saudi Arabia. The things they do to each other, their citizens that aren't part of that inbred where their eyes are too close together like a two-eyed cyclops, the inbred so-called royals. I can't stand when somebody says royal. Royal? Yeah, really? Are you royal? Drop one of the royals off in Mulrose Park where I grew up. See how they do in a card game with a few of the guys. See if they're royal then. In the meantime, what do we do? Whether it's Obama, whether it's the Bushes, pick one. Bowen, cutting deals. I had so much hope for Trump. So much optimism. Let's go to the phone lines because I hate to keep people waiting. By the way, if you care to participate, 312-642-5600. Ed, thanks so much for calling. How are you? Yeah, Sean, how are you? Wonderful. Uh, the ex-Democrat turned independent. Uh, anything, you know, that you, you could say about the Democrats, you could say about the Republicans when it comes to these foreign countries. They'll both sell their country out in a New York minute. Man, are you right, boy. Uh, and, and not only that, here, here's the difference. Okay, I voted for Trump for one reason, and I said it the last time I called you, because he's the only politician in America committed to stopping the foreign invasion. So if he's a traitor, he's no worse than the rest of them, because the rest of them have sat by and let this foreign invasion wreck our country, and that makes them guilty of treason. So, therefore, I will vote for Trump again, even if he is a Russian agent. I well, don't care. Now, now i got to ask you something, Matt. You're, you, you're, you don't sound like a young fella. You've been around. You remember the 80s with Trump? You remember, Absolutely. You remember I'm, Trump I'm through the nine, years old. So you remember Trump through the nineties. You know all about Trump. You got to be out of your mind. You're actually. I mean, these people. I'm not you. These people. You're going to sell me that he's the Manchurian candidate. Come on. I don't think he's a Manchurian candidate. I just. I just think the guy would sell his country out for profit. Well, you, but you don't think Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. Listen, this story in the Ukraine. 
That's exactly what he did. What yeah, yeah, you sure. So I know it. Yeah. And so, and so is Trump doing the same thing. They, they all belong in jail. And, I, and I'll tell you something else that may surprise you. I think that Hillary Clinton, James Comey, and Loretta Lynch belong in prison. Hillary leaked all those emails, and Comey and Loretta Lynch let her get away with it. And, Ed, you are the exact, not just because you vindicate my, my, my hypothesis that Trump has stolen the Democrats, but you are exactly why the Democrat Party is in a tizzy and why they are trying to now convert to the eco-Nazis and all-out socialists. Ed? I appreciate. See, if we had the T-shirts, I'd at least give you a gold. I don't know about platinum, but you get gold. All right. All right. Thank Good you. Enough. Thank you. We gotta get. We gotta get those shirts made up. We gotta come up. You know, Misty can draw, boy. Did you ever see her eat peanuts? She scares squirrels. She eats the shell and everything. So it's absolutely outrageous. But I'll tell you this: if you uh, if you think I'm wrong about what the uh, the objective is of the Democrats, listen to this. When we think about the issues, let's also prioritize knowing that, you know, I've been doing town halls around the country. I've been doing rallies around the country. It is rarely a question that anyone will bring up. So let's debate ideology on the spectrum between socialism and capitalism. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Rarely comes up. (laughs) Only one that's happy she's running is her husband. Get her out of the house. Put her on a bus and take her across country, for God's sakes. I mean, but at least she admits it. At least she admits Okay, so what do you do with the people like me, the people that listen to this radio show, even so much as the guy who was a Democrat, Ed, that just called? What do you do with the people that don't want to be socialists? How's that work in your grand scheme of things? Because what you've already done is you've figured out how to do that. You've figured out how to control us. You've figured out how to tax us. It isn't just through your phony baloney made-to-participate programs like Social Security and Obamacare. It's through your new one that we talked about. It's through the climate change. And what can you achieve through the climate change? So I'm asking you to do three things. First, start fighting for the future at your school. It's more than a walkout, though. It's a teach-in. Because what you say to your friends She's smarter than Biden. might be the only thing that they know about climate change. Second, climate activists need to support other social movements, too. Here we go. any fight for justice, it's your fight, too. The only way they get it is by taking away your justice. So when kids rally for gun safety or for LGBTQ plus rights, There's a plus? or when teachers ask for livable wages, get your butt out there and support them. And they will support you, too. It's called solidarity. Like During a union. The November 2020 election is coming we need to clean out the trash. She means us. Find a candidate who is good on climate change, doesn't take oil money, and cabin fill them door to door. Shut And make sure your older siblings vote. Whose side are they on anyways? If you fight for the children by teaching them about climate change and about solidarity, if you fight for the children by demanding that politicians get us to zero carbon emissions by 2030, if you fight for the children by getting involved in our fight to have a future, we will save the world. Play the music. Give me the give me the give me the Russian music, will you please? Because I, I I gotta have the right music for the right storyline. For the world, for the climate, for the kids, for the sick people. 
Unity and solidarity. Communism for all. It's going to be great. The planet will heal. Sure, you won't be able to turn on your lights at night, but think of the Nurses will be high paid. Sick people are dying. It's all right. I mean, it's amazing how they have outflanked us. That's the real story. And we know that living here in Chicago, Illinois. They are neck deep in their old socialist failure. Neck deep in their own failure. And what happens? They just keep cranking the thumbscrews on us. Apparently it's our fault. Apparently we pay more taxes. How many of you are in a house right now that's $300,000 your tax are ten grand? How many? How many of you go through a toll booth and you realize we're paying $170,000 per mile? You know, they built the English tunnel from the English under the English Channel. They built it in less time than the Jane Byrne. You know that? The whole, I mean, do you realize the money? 312-642-5600. We'll be back to discuss the money and failures after this. Read it tomorrow. See it tonight. Or hear it now. AM 560. The answer. So I got him the show's over. To the other side of the cantina. I asked the guy why he's so fly. He said, funky Comadina. You notice how bad traffic is, man? It's ridiculous. Then you drive past and there's the orange incubators, the pension incubators, state workers, four guys standing around, one guy named Juan with a shovel in his hand. You know his name ain't Al. Al's in the truck with the cigar in the newspaper. I'll tell you, it's a punchline. Privatize everything. Everything. <laughs> Illinois. Jacob, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you? Very good, very good. How are you, Sean? Wonderful, thank you. Good, good to hear you. you I, I appreciate the fact that you are regularly on radio. You make my evenings better. Thank Let you. me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Sean. Let, uh, I grew up in a communist country in Romania. In 1988, I escaped. So I grew up being educated in the schools of a communist country. Let me tell you something. When I hear these kids lecturing on millions and millions of people how what we should do, this is a different level. We as kids, we, we, we didn't we didn't go and lecture other people, you know what I mean? We were indoctrinated, but this is a different level. This is but propaganda. This, this is propaganda, and this yeah. is just what they yeah. did in your this, country. These this activists speak to the mouth of these little kids. I feel so sorry for these little kids. I'm telling you, I, it's just you know, Jacob, shocking. And what you're saying is the reason oh I am so God. pro-immigrant. And I mean this. The most patriotic Americans out of all of us, we're f- look, at, look at around you. The most legal of us, immigrant. The, the, the legal immigrant is the most patriotic American there is. And that's our only hope. Because you I'm realize right now... I'm 57, Yeah. I'm 57. Call me on duty. I'm going to defend this country. Okay. But when I see these people that don't appreciate what they ever have over here, oh my gosh, they make me throw up. I, so I only sorry. wish you lived next door to me. You know what I mean? Instead, I got to leave my house. Sean. I drive through Oak Park. They got the hermaphrodites and Subarus. I can't take any of it. Go ahead. Uh, let me let me tell you one more thing. Yeah. Wake up, America, before it's too late, please. Mm-hmm. I, I have a little story that I, I had yesterday. If you if you give me two go ahead, seconds. go ahead, go ahead. Because there's still a glimpse of hope. I was over here in on a, a farm market yesterday, uh-huh. and then you you will see a few people collecting signature to, for to put somebody on the ballot to. To, uh, to run against Fox, you know what I mean? Sure. So I, I said, who are you? Uh, what party are you? Is the, the candidate, uh, the guy who's going to run? Uh, Democrat. I don't vote ever for a Democrat. I did once, I regret. So she said, who, who are you going to vote for? Well, I said, 
love Donald Trump and what he's doing for this country. You know what she said? What? She came to my ear and she whispered, it's an older lady, and she said, I love him too. See? Maybe she's also part of the silent, I'm telling you. I Jacob, know. that's our hope, honestly. And that's what he's, that's what he's done. I give him credit where, where credit is due. And I, you yes. know, I, I tear him apart when, he, when, he, when I think he's wrong. But that's our obligation as Americans. We are to be like that as Americans. We support when they're right. We rage when they're wrong. Otherwise, they win, and the, and, and the process goes communist. And I got 11-year-old dimwits telling me what to do. Thank you, Jacob, oh my God. for calling the show. Isn't that wonderful? That's why I love him. We got time? Because I want to take him. We got some good calls. David, thank you so much for calling. How are you, David? Uh, I'm angry. I'm really angry. Well, you called and the I'm right guy. I'm the captain of angry, baby. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm more angry than you because I'm getting out of here. I, I give up. I give up. I'm angry. And you know I'm, who I'm most angry at? It isn't the Democratic machine. It isn't the syncopan rhino Republicans that, that aren't, aren't even real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really angry at the stupid people of Illinois who keep electing these jokers and allowing this system of fraud and crookedness to perpetrate itself on all of us. David, you I'm know- in a 2,000-square-foot house in Evanston, okay. and I just got noticed my taxes now are going up to $20,000 a year, oh, property taxes. Oh, my God. And then I read in my local Evanston newspaper that the good city council just voted 9 to nothing to move ahead to develop a plan for reparations on a citywide basis. And who are you gonna, you gonna, how, do you, how do they do that? Reparations on a citywide basis? What's that going to cost? Because you're already paying $1,666 a month in property taxes. The two main ideas are that they're going to give property tax breaks to black residents, and they're going to go in and do home repairs for black residents. Well, listen, so, you better pull yourself a Robert De Niro. David, I got to go to, uh, to break, but I so, I really hate to cut you off, but I do have to go to break. But now, see, is that right? That's injustice in the name of justice. That's all that these Soviet socialists, frauds, know how to do. Not really looking for justice. They're just looking to wield injustice with a clear conscience. Sean Thompson, we'll be back after this. You want more than when and what? The stories behind the stories on AM560. The answer. You know, I got to tell you, when I was first doing this, when I first started filling in, I used to get nervous when, like, things would go crazy, you know, like a guest wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to get a hold. I'd go nuts. You know, I'd be like, what are we going to talk about? But I got to tell you, this one, I'm kind of glad. And I'm, I tell you, we were going to have to talk about the one that I couldn't remember her name. I called her Garth from Wayne's World. What the hell's her name, kid? What's her name? Christine Blasey Ford. Yeah, I, I was so, that, that to me was such an atrocity, what they did to that guy. Such a, such an atrocity. And I know they're trying to bring him back through it. But don't, don't they understand that their attempts to do this only make guys like our last caller, the guy from Evanston and then the guy from Romania, they make them understand it does, you don't have to like everything. You keep doing it, and it keeps backfiring. And yet, like a moron in one flew over the cuckoo's nest who keeps sticking a fork in an outlet, you keep acting surprised when you get shocked. I mean, it's just amazing. Now, the downside of that is 
that we are always under the binary option of pick the lesser of two evils. And it's always going to be that way in our lifetime. And the problem that we are having at the moment is we're losing. When you get a guy that exposes the kind of chicanery that goes on in government, and that's the, the other aspect of Trump I love. These are just bureaucracies. I, I, I know that we're supposed to have the respect. You know how I start off? I don't have respect for anybody. And I mean that. You earn that from me. You don't get that with some job title. I almost swore it. I caught it. I pulled it way back. But, you know, you, you see these guys. Look at them. The head of the FBI. What are you kidding me? Brennan at the CIA. Not that I had any respect for them after you see what they've done. That the nonsense that they've committed both in South America and Central America and the Middle East. This is behold your your efforts that you claimed were good. This is the CIA's doing as far as I'm concerned. We got our guest. So to me, exposing this is crucially important. I don't even have to agree with you. You could surround yourself with the lowlife Peter Navarro and... Liza Minnelli, Manoush. Okay, fine. I guess I'll deal with it. Because it's better than any of the top four Democrats are advocating. I was going to play uh, the one who wants to give Yang, wants to give everybody a dime a, a, a month, a thousand a month. We're walking around money, how he wants to get rid of meat now. Same way they got rid of health care. Just keep cranking up the taxes on it like, like cigars so you, so you can't afford But um, I love the fact that he exposes this. But I have to tell you, after spending yesterday saying how proud I was, and I, I, and I am. I'm not even going to blame him for this Iran thing. This is the machine that he couldn't fight back as far as I'm concerned. It didn't matter what he did. He could have put up the fight. He could have questioned the information. This machine is going to keep rolling. The, the industrial complex, military industrial complex, you're talking trillions and trillions of dollars. They only thrive in business when we are at conflict. What happens when peace comes, if it ever comes? They're all out of business. The trillions stop rolling. They can't afford for us to be at peace. I'm sorry. I know it's conspiratorial. Or is it just thinking? It's not conspiratorial if it's right, if it's connecting dots. And I can't help but notice, not only are all the problem areas problems that our government created, but they're problems that never seem to go away. And then you get the double speak out of both sides of their mouth. Do you want the deal? I got half of the conservatives on talk radio telling me, eh, it's not worth the paper it's printed out. Well, then what the hell are you doing? Because what you're doing is you're, you're protecting your inside guy, those frauds in my Uncle Charlie's sheets. It's, it's sickening to me. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Joe, thanks so much for calling the show. How are you? Okay, how are you doing, Sean? Wonderful. Sean, I'm going to ask you a question. I just clear my, uh, my mindset here. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the Democratic Party sold their soul to the Socialist Party, right? Yeah, but when? See, because I know, okay. I I think I know when, and you tell me, and we'll see who's right. Go ahead. I like these. Well, things. it's all over. The, it's all over everything. Uh, they're with the socialists. I mean, they're doing things to, that the socialists want want uh, to do. They're going along with the program. And my question is, if they're going to become socialists then they shouldn't even be Americans. But, Joe, I listen, first of all, I agree with that, obviously. But look at, look at now, you, you, I'm sure, I don't know if you're a young man or an old man, but look at through history what's happened here. Do you realize everybody says socialism is FDR, which, okay, yeah, he was a great representative. It was Teddy Roosevelt, too. But moreover, it was America when they passed the number two plank, 
The minute we accepted the fact that we were willing to limit our fellow citizens because they were good at making money, that was the first domino to fall. Unfortunately for you and myself and my kids, we're living through the, the latest ramifications. But you see where this is going, Joe. When you've got 11-year-olds, when you've got 50% of the country that want to tax you for living, and they call it climate change. So you see the trajectory of where we're headed. One day, Joe, believe it or not, they're going to look back to 2019 and say, man, look at how free they were. Now, you and I, when we grew up, can't compare the two. All of us, it's like an episode of Mad Men when you think about how we grew up. And now you look at it now, and, and you are so politically wrangled into servitude that you realize as you earn money, as you try to improve your life, as you buy property, whatever it is, you realize you're but a serf, a slave to the government. And look at each and every one of the policies. It doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to pay for it. Are you against the, the war in Iran that's coming? Well, too bad. You're going to pay for it, just like you did the war in Iraq. Are you against abortion because you morally understand it's the greatest evil to, in mankind? Well, too bad. In Illinois, you're going to pay for it. Did you buy that property, and what do you think it's worth? Too bad. You're going to pay what we think it's worth. At each and every turn, you're just a victim. So when you say they, it's all of us. All of us are guilty of this. Yeah. Not just the Democrats. Well, the Democrats just perfected it. The, Republic, the Republicans sat by with their pom-poms as it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the proof in the pudding was, to me, 2010. We sent them all there to stop the spending and the borrowing. Look at them today. They more than doubled it, Joe. Joe, thanks for calling the show. See, we give them a T-shirt. Yeah, no T-shirts. All right, listen. I want you to take down everybody's name who should have got a T-shirt. If I get the gig, we print the shirts up. You see, we incentivize everybody. I'm building up a little groundswell. Strategy, baby. Strategy. All right, listen. I had a good time. I hope you did. Slap and Tickle will be back when I'm back. Nobody gets slap and tickle, and nobody gets this music. Love it. Have a good weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.